0: Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Are we live?
1: Yeah, we can be live. Is that okay, Dr. Susan? Yeah, it's fine.
0: Okay, so uh, so we're live?
1: We're live, Dr. Cohen.
0: We're live with Gross Anatomy, where we explore the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, TV, movies, and the world around us. And I am Dr. Jason Cohen, and my co-host is
1: Lauren Taylor.
0: And today we are joined by Suze- Dr. Sorry, 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 Dr. Suzanne Gilberg-Lenz. hyphenated. You're a hyphenate.
2: I am Jason.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I first it. of all today. The I know I feel is,
2: like very uncomfortable t- talking to you without a mask.
0: <laughs> yeah well I got my mask here but even though we have even though we have you as our guest at the end of the day this whole thing is really just about me so we're just going to only <laughs> talk about me. Now you know what's funny so um, you know the whole purpose of the podcast is is it's it's entertainment it's it has nothing to do with medicine. I just Good. happen to be a doctor yeah um, <laughs> but um, but you and I have both been at the same hospital. I got to the hospital in at two in the year two thousand. When yeah. did you get to that hospital? Well,
2: I I, I finished a residency in two thousand, so I think we must be the same vintage, right? Because I, I so I started there in ninety six. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, we've been like kind of like and, hey, like right, like, um, and that's crazy. So life. for
0: twenty plus twenty <laughs> years, we've been in the same place. Oh,
2: that guy. Hey.
0: And we never really had a conversation until the stairwell, until we were in the stairwell.
2: I know. Why did that even happen? Maybe because I was following you or you were following me or like kismet. I know. Yeah. And it was right before all this ridiculousness.
0: Right. Exactly. But it's just so weird how you could be in a, and I knew who you were and you knew who I was. I totally
2: knew who you were. Yeah.
0: And it took 20 years for us to actually Mm -hmm. really meet and have a conversation. And now
2: I'm taking these out because I'm obviously not even using them. Why?
0: Right. But they look good. So, uh, no? <laughs> Not
2: yeah. Really. Um, so
0: you are in OBGYN. Yeah. You're our first Is she our first OBGYN on the show? Laura?
2: Yes, she is.
0: Yeah. Wow,
2: I'm very yeah.
0: I'm very honored. And you should be. <laughs> um we we've had up till this year we had had a lot of guests and, and one of our new year's resolutions was to have guests. So, I was thrilled when I saw you and I said, "Oh, we'll we'll have you on on our show." Yeah. Um and I have a bunch of things, I just random stuff I wanna ask you, but. Do it. Yeah?
2: Do it, yeah. I'm a gynecologist. It's very hard to rattle me.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it's not even, it's not necessarily yet. Whether you're I mean, trying we'll get to
2: a good the... thing, what I mean is don't. No, I understand. Please, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll get to the medicine. So explain to me the hyphenate. Let's talk about the hyphenate first.
2: Oh, um, okay, so my, my the name I grew up with was Gilbert, and my dad's a doctor. Like so many of us in medicine, we have other other doctors in our families. What and, kind of doctors, Dad? My dad's a psychoanalyst. He's a psychiatrist. Ooh. Ooh. He has been in private practice. He still practices. Wow. He's been in private practice for like seven million years. I'm sure he won't. Right. Watch, he won't care if I say that. But he will be 84 in September. God bless Dad. And he started doing telemedicine before I did.
0: That's great. <laughs> he
2: like, so no, he probably no, loves it, right? He loves medicine or loves telemedicine? Loves was, dealing loves with medicine. telemedicine. Um, He's fine with it. It's like, it wasn't hard for him to, you know, part of his practice required that. And he was like, cool, I'm going to do that now. He just oh, oh he it.
0: was doing it even pre, pre-corona? No, no,
2: no, no, with coronavirus. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah. do you
0: think he's going to, do you think, actually, that's another topic I wanted to discuss is telemedicine. Do you think he's going to make his entire practice telemedicine
2: now? No, because he has, so he has his private practice. And, you know, growing up in the home of a psychoanalyst in Beverly Hills was really a thing. Let me tell you. So like he said to me, so his private practice, they always, they've always called him anyways. And I know because they called our house all the time. My wow. dad never had a private, he never had an unlisted number. And wow. I mean, there were some patients that called so much. I'd be like, dad, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> it was the seventies in Beverly Hills. It was like a whole... Yeah. It was not the way it is now at all. But right. he also does workers comp, so his uh, workers comp he's doing via telemedicine. And he's, oh, that's really, great. he's very philosophical about all of it. He's like, you know what? I mean, this is great. It's fine. You know, if things slow down, if they don't. I mean, he's eighty four. Yeah, <laughs> but he's where did he
0: far. do? Where did he do his school and all that stuff?
2: He's from Chicago. He went to University of Illinois, and then he actually came to Los Angeles, and he did. Um, it's really, he's, he's really interesting. Cause he like, he's been in LA since the like fifties or something. Yeah. And he, at, that was back in the day where you did a, like a, a rotating internship. So he yeah. had his internship at LA County and then the plan was to go back to Chicago and he was going to do pediatrics at Northwestern, I think. And he came here to California and he was like, Living the dream, not going back to Chicago, not becoming a pediatrician. Right. And then he was at Mount Sinai, which is part of Cedar Sinai, right? That was one of the two hospitals that merged. So he did his residency at Mount Sinai, which is actually where, like, basically the Saperstein building is. Yeah. And, um... And he's been there ever since. And he's still on faculty and he's super proud that he refuses to go emeritus into, and he does cases every year so he can keep his case load up. He's, he's amazing. Is he he a normal guy?
0: Is he a normal guy or is he a wacko?
2: He's insane, but he's amazing. Like he's, he's like, he's so creative. He's so smart.
0: Yeah.
2: Entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, And he's, but he's very identified as a doctor, doctor. So you got to understand like, when those guys that vintage trained, I remember going to him in, in medical school and being like, Oh my God, dad, pharmacology is killing me. I can't do it. I, he's like, Honey, I'm so sorry. Like, there were like four medicines. <laughs> in medical school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure it's really hard now. You know? my, my only doctor
0: family member growing up was my uncle, my mom's brother, who was a psychiatrist. So he was the oh, only. Yeah. And I. And initially I was interested in psychiatry, but then I did my, uh, th- then I did my psychiatry rotation and I just, I went crazy a little bit. Like yeah, I c- had so much good. transference and I couldn't do it. Did you ever think you wanted to go into
2: psychiatry? I mean, I think before I went to medical school, it just, cause that was like what I grew up with. Right. And, and I and and I think lifestyle would have been a lot better than OB, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. But it was too... You know what's really funny? I don't know if you know that they refer to us as gyneciatrists.
0: No. None
2: yeah. I never heard we, that. Yeah. You know, Lauren may know that. Maybe you don't know that term, Lauren, but Lauren knows because people tell us everything. Um,
1: so, right.
2: You know, I think you're actually a better... OBGYN if you can deal with the psychological aspects of stuff because it's a lot of what comes in to see you too well you I mean you you're a surgeon it's like cut it out I guess but but people come in with a lot of complaints right and a lot of worries and a lot of concerns that really has nothing to do with it's they they're putting it in their body but it's it's not really in their body yeah so I think that that probably helped me without you know me Realizing it, so um, I don't even know how we got on that tangent, but yeah, so I can't. I come from a medical family, and that that is um, that had a big influence on me. But my dad always did things his own way. Like he never worked for anybody. He um, he prided himself on being like a di- diagnostician, like sitting across the desk and being like, you know, you might want to get your thyroid checked. <laughs> you, know? Nice. you know, what I mean. Nice. He was super old school. Like it's yeah. all observational. He didn't have a CT scan.
0: Yeah, exactly. Huh. So what um so what made you become an obstetrician gynecologist?
2: You know, I just it was interesting to me. I tried to convince myself to not do it because I thought, God, this is gonna be hard. Yeah. And but it was so interesting and like it's never the same thing twice. You're you get to have, you know, lifestyle like medicine, you get to know your patients over a long period of time. You have that relationship, you get to do surgery, you get to deliver babies. it's like I'm very ADD so mm-hmm. I you know I'm constantly in motion and it's kept me there's always something new for me to learn about now I'm like super into menopause and I, you know it's I, I don't know to me it was just the most interesting and my, I mean, yeah, my I first rotation I
0: <laughs> yeah, my first third year rotation was OBGYN. And I was at, I was in New York. I was at Staten Island University Hospital. Um, and I loved it. I love, I, I really, it was my favorite. I, I mean, I really loved OBGYN because of everything you just said. I love yeah. doing surgery and doing medicine and taking care of these women and delivering babies and the whole thing. Um, I don't know why I didn't go into OBGYN. I'm not sure. And, and the role models were great also. Yeah. Um, they yeah. they really were great doctors. I, I thought um, The my my crazy story, though, is um, I tell my wife and kids that I had zero girlfriends before I met my wife. I say my kids, my kids think uh, um, that I've never dated anyone. My wife, I, I've told I've never dated, which is true. I've never <laughs> dated anyone before but they yeah. do know that there's one girl I did date cuz her they know her brother her brother lives out here and her their dad was a gynecologist and he worked all the freaking time yeah. and anytime I was over at their house he was never there and and what's crazy is is I always vowed to myself that I will never become that guy
1: yeah, when I was
0: a kid, because I knew I was going into medicine, I always found, I'd never become the guy who's never home. What's crazy is I became that guy. You know, no. as a surgeon, I I kind of became that guy just as a certain. You know, now it's better. Now my life is better. But for years, I also, you know, as a as a general and cancer surgeon, I was I was out doing a lot of emergencies before yeah, I had, had a lot to, of.
2: Practice. Yeah, you have to build the practice. You know, especially yeah. you the practice. It's like. It's really, um, you're building a business,
0: you know,
2: yeah. and you're also building yourself. no staff. one told us
0: that right No. Nope. Nope. That we're building a business. Nope. What's funny is years later, recently, like a year or two ago, I saw this, the, the mom, their, their mom, who was the wife of this. And I told her that story. And, it, you know, just that I was like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, have such a hard life like he had, but sure enough, I I did exactly, you know, I did exactly what I wasn't going to do, strange enough. But really? what about you? Are you kind of on call all the time? Are you, are you working all the time? Are you like tonight, could you possibly have to go and deliver a baby right
2: now? I mean, that's always a possibility. One of the things that I've done is that I've limited the amount of, of obstetrics I do. So I don't, you know, I have a cap on how many people I will deliver per month for that reason, it's just because it's too hard. Yeah, and at, you know, like because if I do that, kind of like you, if you get called in the middle of the night because somebody has an emergency appendicitis, like you're going to go in, and then you probably have an office full the next day or surgery. Right. All day. Like it's not like you don't like you go home and you sleep. Yeah. So and then you know, especially as a young mom, when I was a young mom, like you know, I didn't I didn't want to be missing my kids' stuff. I was coming home and making dinner and all that stuff, you know, as much as I could. So it just, it drags on you. And as you get older, it gets so much harder to recover from the lack of sleep. And also I don't want to go in and be a jerk. You know, I don't want to go in that that's that family's really important moment. And that's, this person is literally arriving on the planet. And I am going to be the first, I take it really seriously. Like I'm the first person who's going to touch that person maybe yeah. Mm, that's not good. Like, that's not good vibes. Like I, so, you know, I just, I don't want to resent it. So it's not as bad, I think, as it used to be. It's really interesting the last two months because.
1: That's what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. And all yeah. What's happening?
0: Are, are <laughs> women just, women are just keeping the babies in They're there, just saying, in the stay leg. in there. They're, you're <laughs> just putting cerclages on everybody and tying them up.
1: <laughs>
2: right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is that I was going to stop doing OB. And so I, and then, you know, we had like a big powwow with my practice and made some changes and decisions. So I decided, okay, fine, I'll continue to do OB. But I had naturally, cause it wasn't clear what I was going to do. I didn't really have very many people do in April and May. So I, I have delivered babies in the last two months, but like way less than normal. But I'll tell you, one of the great things about it has been, especially early on it was like a bright spot, you know? I mean, it was so stressful in the beginning. Now it's like, it's not that it's not stressful, but we're getting more used to it. And we have been really lucky in our institution. I mean, it just hasn't, it's not nearly as bad as it's been in other places. And, you know, our unit in particular has been largely untouched and poo-poo-poo, right? But, you know, in the beginning, nobody <laughs> right. knew what was happening. Right and, right, and then you'd go in to do a delivery, and yeah, it was kind of, like, weird. Nobody's there. You're wearing an 95 It's so strange. Yeah. But it was, like, still so fun and so awesome and so joyful. Right. And so it was, like, such a weird dichotomy, honestly, to be dealing with, like, this horror and fear in general. Yeah. You'd be, like, frontline, but not – Mm-hmm. And then to be in the hospital, but only for the best reason possible. Right. So, and then I was like, "Oh yes, that's why I chose this." I mean, it really yeah. confirmed all my decisions. I was like, "Oh, I really made a good decision in my life to do this because I do it, really love this and care about it."
0: That's great. So you know, it's got to be kind of weird that as soon as the baby's born, they put the mask right on the baby and everything.
2: <laughs> Yeah, right. If only they could put the mask that like turns down the volume. It was right, exactly. the Actually, it was the baby's the born
0: already with a mask on, right? Um,
2: but we haven't seen that doctored ultrasound yet. We need. We need to do that. <laughs> right. 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 What was that, Lauren?
1: But the mothers, so they have to be like completely alone. Or are like the dads no, are, like, hospital no. now? Oh, they are. No. No. No.
2: We never. We never had that, and I think that that happened very, very for a very short period of time in some places in New York where they were super hard hit, and they realized really quickly that that is. Cruel and unusual. It's not good medicine, and it's not good epidemiology. But there's no
0: visitors. It's just this sp- right. one you person, right? You,
2: yes, and that's very different. So you can have your one support person with you, your partner, whoever it is, and they cannot come and go. I mean, they can right? Go they're go.
0: S- they're stuck <laughs> there, right They're, yeah. they're there.
2: They go home. Yeah. They're not coming back. Right. But they also can go with you to postpartum to recovery. But people are leaving much sooner
1: yeah right
2: no much there's not like all the like fourteen thousand family members and people coming in and out and drama which is kind
0: of nice for you guys probably
2: and maybe and maybe
0: for the patients too though
2: because they don't have have to worry yeah they don't have to say no to their mother-in-law you know
0: right they don't have to (laughs) like put on a happy face
2: for real though
0: and what's happening when like if a baby has to stay longer in the hospital what's happening with the parents
2: they, they, if you, if you have a baby that's admitted to the neonatal intensive care unit, yeah, you can, you can come and go, but they have to, um, you know, they have to do like both in, parents like, or just one. I don't know. That's a really good question. Cause I haven't had that come up. Yeah. But I've had some patients, like I had a patient who delivered my last patient I delivered before all this happened and their baby ended up getting admitted. And I just saw her and they were both able to go, but I don't think they were able to go at the same time. Uh, huh.
0: It's crazy. Have there been um, deliveries or have you known of deliveries in women who
2: had Corona, who, yep. who were there sick with been, Corona? Yes. There haven't been a ton.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, last I knew about there, I mean, far less than 10, as far as I know, I mm-hmm. actually had a patient who have a patient who um, had it uh, during the pregnancy and is about to deliver. So, but she's been recovered for, I mean, she got it really early. She got it like right. in mid-March, which is yeah. crazy. I mean, she had it. She had atypical pneumonia. And wow. like, yeah. And she, thank God she did fine, but wow. So that was how we started off in our practice. And it was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? It was crazy. Yeah. It was so, very scary.
0: Are you, so I, I'm a big movie TV fan as is Lauren, which is why we started this. So, um, Although Lauren, you said you really can't watch it, but *Handmaid's Tale*—have you watched *Handmaid's oh, Tale*? I cannot
2: watch it. Yeah, you just, can't watch I it watched, either. I so I watched the first the first season, and I was riveted, but also like completely freaked out. You yeah. know what bothered me the most when I what? realized I was a Martha? <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding? Fuck what, this! What? You're a Martha? <laughs> yes, I'm old. I'm not gonna make a baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's all I care about. So you think this is about you.
0: Oh, that's funny. I even
2: made that crazy show about me.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly.
2: But I didn't like so that.
0: <laughs> I can't help that feel like it almost feels like what's going on in the world right now yeah. could almost be leading us to like that kind of situation. That's why I, like,
2: could, I couldn't continue. Like, Yeah. I, like maybe this know.
0: virus, God forbid, is going to cause some weird stuff in women
2: um yeah no i hear what you're saying it's very disconcerting so even before this virus i just felt like you know politically like things were just getting so weird that that didn't even seem that far-fetched and i yeah. found it really i found it so disconcerting and i thought the same reason i stopped watching the walking dead a couple years ago because i'm like okay. this is not entertaining me this is freaking me out
0: yeah like, well lauren and i action. can't watch scary thing. We, we can't watch scary so, so walking scary, dead not. is too scary for me
2: Mm-hmm. Well, Part of me
0: kind of wants to watch it a little bit some because it's made it so many seasons so I feel like I mean, I but try it's, it.
1: It. it's all about I've watched some of it. it's all about survival not about like an actual finding a cure like there's nothing no 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 it, it's
2: post it's yeah. post pandemic you know it's like right. no, yeah but
0: it's zombies I,
1: I can't yeah, do zombies,
2: zombies. No, yeah. yeah. but what I feel like Handmaid's watch?
0: Tale is kind of like are we about to get there um, I, I'm uh, totally, I don't know
2: I don't need to watch that. It's yeah. very, maybe I'm like a head in the sand person. I don't think I am. I just, I'm like, I would, I really want to watch, yeah, this is what we watch. We watch what do you watch? Afraid. Naked and Afraid. Huge Naked and Afraid. Naked and movie. Afraid? Absolutely. Okay, so let
0: me ask you a question. Would you ever go on that show as a candidate? As a <laughs> no. contestant, I mean?
2: I mean, every once in a while, I'm like, we could totally do this. And then I'm like, no.
0: No, <laughs> but I mean, would you go naked on that show?
2: No. Oh. No, I'm not going to go live and have bugs eating me alive and like try to. Well, that's
0: the reason because of bugs. Like I yeah, wouldn't be I, naked on TV. I, I
2: Naked part. Nothing. But they don't show anything. They buzz it. They you know blur it out. I'm not even right. sure about that. But
0: there's always like the nighttime spooning scene that kind of like always gets me nervous.
2: <laughs> no. Right? I, I, I'm not enough of a survive. I don't have the skills. I, I, I. I'm self-aware enough to realize that this is not reality for me. That
0: is a fun show though. I, I have to admit. Naked I Naked
2: love it. It's Cuckoo and anything in Alaska, <laughs> all anything. of the Alaska weird reality shows. I don't know. Like what is going on with that?
0: <laughs> right. I don't watch any of that. What about drama? Like out. scripted. Do you watch any scripted stuff?
2: Not anymore. I mean, I no. Do, okay. I have uh, no, I barely, we don't watch a lot of TV. Wow. Yeah, I know. Like, well, cause they're telling me. Well, I'm jealous though. <laughs> That's great.
0: You you just read books and you compose no, poetry, right? Do,
2: yes. Yes. And uh, I play my lute. <laughs> right. Exactly. So what that. do you do? What do
0: you do at, you know, at, at night, you know, at the end I mean, of the day kind of thing?
2: We, we cook. Right. We eat.
0: Wait, so your, your, your boyfriend, is he a doctor?
2: No, he's a trainer. He's a, oh, he's a you know, trainer. The former professional, well, I guess you're never a former. He's he was a professional bodybuilder. But he's a trainer, time yeah. trainer.
0: He still is. So let me ask you another question. So I see you guys are trying to, you have a whole gardening thing going yeah. on. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. I'm enjoying that because I first of
2: all, I love that you let you gave me this emoji for, for planting my cannabis.
0: <laughs> yeah. I so we had <laughs> cannabis growing in our kitchen. What? And and I Thank pointed it out God. to my kid. Ke- no, I did. And it's dead. I think one of my kids or maybe my housekeeper may have deliberately killed it. I'm so upset. It oh, my
2: God. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: And it's funny. We'd have people over. My kids would point it out to their friends. <laughs> and then their parents would look at me kind of funny, like, why are you growing it? I just wanted to grow it to see if I could grow it. And why I not, could. right? but now it's dead. And I'm really upset.
2: Well, I I can, you know, maybe we'll give you some seeds. I mean, it's more like. Where'd you
0: get the seeds?
2: I, from somebody I know.
0: Oh, you didn't go buy them. Like I bought. No, I did. I did buy
2: the seeds, but not like online. I I asked somebody I know who, I know that their, their partner. Yeah. Does stuff like makes, he makes a lot of like, um, what happened is he makes CBD like ointments and things like that, and so she was always like, "Hey, made a new one. You want to try it?" And you know, I'm always like aching, so I was like, "Cool." Yeah. So I talked to her, and he had seeds. So I mean, nice. I did buy them. I didn't spend a ton of money. I didn't go crazy, but I mean, we figured like we're growing stuff, why not?
0: Are you growing it inside or out?
2: That we're we're actually growing it outside. We're growing it on our on our balcony, right? Because um, it needs a lot of sun, and I'm it not fancy and like. I'll hydro- I mean, please, no. Right.
0: What? Well, time I've tried to grow it outside, we have a lot of animals. I it it quickly disappears. So That's you may have I to like.
2: There. That's why I did it upstairs separate. Okay. We have this vegetable garden going on downstairs. We have. We yeah. Have, it's you know so when I I've lived in this house since I was I bought the house with my ex husband when I was pregnant with my older son who's going to be twenty three. Oh um, wow. Yeah, and we remodeled the house of, like. Around the recession, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> everything's around that now. And um, we did have like, you know, the kids were little and we had a vegetable garden. It was so fun. And then it just got like overwhelming. I was divorced and I'm a single working mom and a doctor. And I was like, I mean, I'm not planting vegetables. Like this is yeah. not a priority. And then when this whole thing happened, you know, we were spending a lot more time outside. And actually Greg and I had been talking about replanting the garden for the spring anyways. And then all this happened. It was like, we just went all in. Yeah. And then, and then we started, we were like, oh, we should have an Instagram account. And I was playing with it and I was like, oh yeah, that would be so fun. And my, I said to my son, I said something about it and he, was, he named it. He named it. Definitely not experts. <laughs> right. He's
1: like, That's hey, cute.
2: That's <laughs> yeah. a great,
0: it's a it's great title. We are yeah. having
2: so much fun out there.
0: It is fun. You know what's interesting? Have you planted tomatoes? I didn't see.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah we tomatoes have grow like
0: weeds they they
2: amazing
0: they are very hard to screw up tomatoes exactly. of all the things exactly yeah. now and lauren just moved in. they just bought a house they just moved into oh, their house.
1: Okay. Congratulations. yeah i want to yeah, ask you more about you and what you do in the ob i was kind of curious like when you first started how how has it changed like do you think ob are like more, or like patients are more
2: open like they're t- oh talking that's to the doctor a good more. question yeah definitely i mean i think well first of all it, it's i have way to, to
0: steer us it. back on track lauren way to go
2: no i mean <laughs> yeah. i'm really curious because yeah. there's <laughs> to be somebody who's a responsible adult yeah. yeah exactly well i think maybe i go to it's the, the surgeon yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, no because like <laughs> i don't feel that like comfortable you know like i don't feel that still today, but it seems like more people do. So maybe I'm not the wrong.
2: Well, no, topic. well, I, but I think it's also like how you were raised and what your, what your community standards are. But I, I will say that generationally my younger patients are far more open about certain things. Their expectations are different in terms mm-hmm. of like their doctor's values and knowledge. Um, definitely people's body image stuff is really different. People are, I think that the standard of beauty thing has been, um, it's obviously it's still there, but it's like, it's been discussed and dismantled to some extent. Whereas like when I was, you know, in my twenties, there was definitely like a way, even though you knew that that didn't really make sense, there was a way your body was supposed to look the way you, that's the way you felt it was. And I really don't think it was just me. So, You know that's kind of that's a great question, but I mean, don't forget, I have people. I'm very fortunate. I've had people have have been my patients for 20 years, Mm -hmm. so we've all grown up together. That's the other thing that's kind of cool. That's nice. Definitely, it's different. There's definitely more openness about sex and all of it. You know, talking Mm -hmm. about it. And so, although,
0: do you think you have how many kids?
2: I have two boys, girls. I have one of each. So I I have
0: three daughters. I think it's hard. It's just as hard today or just as uncomfortable for, for girls. It yeah. seems like, right. Yeah,
2: I, but there's more of a discussion out there about it, I think. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like online too, people are more open. So maybe I guess more people see that they feel more comfortable. And what age
0: is a girl supposed to go to the gynecologist or a woman? What, What age is someone supposed to go?
2: You know, I like to tell people that if they have anything that they're concerned about on their body, in their body or about their body, that's always a great time to come and just even talk to me. And I actually prefer to meet my... My young, well, I, any new patient I always meet and talk to them fully clothed. Always right. in my office. Right. It's, it's not in
0: stirrups. You
2: you meet them in no. stirrups right away. I do right. not no. do that. I
0: know. I'm kidding. Of
2: course. Yeah. Not. No, but a lot, but a lot of people do. What? I mean, not in the stirrups. Not in the stirrups. Right, 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 right.
1: Yeah. But
2: especially young people. But I love to meet them before they. I tell my because a lot of my patients like ask me that about their kids, and I right. say, I'd rather meet her before it's an emergency. So no, no, I
0: know. But so yeah. would you say. 15 year olds should start I mean, coming.
2: That's not not so much unless they're having a, like a serious problem with something. Their period usually, right before they go to college, okay. and we don't do a Pap smear now until twenty-one. Uh huh. You know, and and unless there's other very other circumstances, but generally, you right. don't need to have a Pap smear until that age. And so, I think even if they're sexually active, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's other ways to get like sexually uh, transmitted infection testing. You know. Okay. I think this sort of um, cookbook and also the – and this is generational too, and I think this is a really positive uh, influence from younger people. Obviously, it's evidence-based, but this idea that we have to be intrusive just because we have to, why? There's, there's yeah. no evidence to support that, actually. Right, right. So, and then you're traumatizing somebody.
0: Yeah.
2: It's, just it's funny.
0: My, um, my soon-to-be 24-year-old still goes to the pediatrician my eldest daughter
2: I yeah I mean I think when there's that level of comfort I get it listen when I went to medical school I was I had taken four years off between college and medical school so I was probably around that age and I had is
0: there someone on the floor in back of you oh he saw
1: me Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) I saw some body part over there. you <laughs> just
2: try to, like, crawl by? Like,
1: yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs>
2: Between him and one of our cats, like, everybody does every <laughs> thing I do. Whatever. Nice. Um, what was I even saying? Pap smears.
0: My daughter who goes to the pediatrician. Oh, the
2: yeah. I Yeah. You know what? She's, She's gone to, to
0: the gynecologist, too, but so, like... You know, and at what point?
2: Weird, like, who is the primary care, right? Right, right. That's funny. The pediatrician hasn't kicked her out yet. I went to, okay, so this is what I was going to tell you. I came back to LA to start medical school, and I had to get, a, a physical for to start med school. And I went to my pediatrician and and, yeah. I, and he was like, Suzanne, seriously? I was like 25 or something. Yeah. And I remember sitting in the waiting room and being like, Oh my god, I am so mortified. It looks like I'm one of the moms.
1: Right.
2: And, and he was like, Okay, so you need to get an actual doctor
1: now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was Fred Friedman who retired. And then I used to see him all the time because he was in the same building that I'm in. And yeah, I would mean, I still had to call him Dr. Friedman. I have um oh. I have
1: another question about being at OBGYN today. You were talking about CBD oils and we had yeah. a cannabis doctor on and she said something about like I, I don't know pregnant women are they using the oils is there anything that they do you know, or no? do you
0: know Dr. Sherry Yafai do you know Dr. No, Sherry Yafai no. you, she's amazing she's an oh emergency room doc at St. John's who kind of transitioned and she still does the ER medicine but she's really built a serious cannabis practice And she's like the real deal. You know, she's not like. Yeah,
2: I know. And we need more of that. That's great. Because I'm super interested in that. And I think like I love. So I have a background in in herbalism and Ayurvedic medicine as well, which is. uh,
0: What'd you say? Uh, Cannibalism?
2: (laughs) Um, Ayurvedic medicine, which is. No, the first
0: thing. What'd you say before that? Herbalism.
2: Herbalism. Herbalism. Yeah. That's a word? Herbalism? Yeah. Yeah. Herbalism. Okay. Is it like herbal life? (laughs) No.
0: Okay.
2: (laughs) It's plant medicine. That's why I love these plants and i yeah. so 'm really into that so here 's the thing safety CBD, even CBD safety with pregnancy is not um, has not been evaluated thoroughly and right. there may if you think about the fact that cbd obviously thC as well has so many um, impacts on like neurologic system and neurotransmitter like that 's not you definitely like fetal development is you know really Uh, something you wouldn't want to get involved in. So I don't, because I think people are, the only thing out there that's a little problematic here is that people can misunderstand, well, if it's natural, it's safe and it's healthy. And it's like, well. mm. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Do you tell women along those lines that it's okay to have a glass of wine here and there?
2: Oh God. I mean, You know, the problem is that we don't know what the safe threshold for anybody is. It's pretty hard for me to imagine like three glasses of wine during an entire pregnancy is going to cause a problem. But, you know, medical, legally, I have to be so freaking careful. Right. And, you know, back in the day, like way, like when my dad was probably training and stuff, you know, they used to do IV alcohol drips to, you know, to treat preterm labor.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) I remember looking at photos when my mom was pregnant with us. Drinking, smoking, the the whole deal. I mean, that's why I became a surgeon, you know? <laughs> exactly. Had if not I would have been like uh you know the inventor of Google or something. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: But um what do you think is say I I know you probably like theoretically you tell your I'm guessing you a lot of OBGYN say in certain trimesters, it's probably okay to have a drink here and there. In yeah, I definitely trimesters. would. But okay,
2: so here's the problem.
0: But my guess would be is cannabis would probably, as much as I'm a big fan of cannabis yeah, in, yeah. in general for medicinally, Yeah, I think alcohol is probably better than cannabis in terms of fetal, right? Well, I- we
2: understand it better. And yeah, I think you're probably right. Because the other thing that we know about cannabis is like this whole endocannabinoid system. And, you know, it's really fascinating. And so amazing, but we have receptors in pretty much every, like every cell of your body made for this plant. So that means that the fetus does too. And since we don't know what, you know, the, what, how much it crosses, I'm sure it crosses into the placenta and, you know, you have this developing, rapidly developing, you know, being, I just, it's not, it's not a great idea.
0: Tell what is Ayurvedic medicine? How do you pronounce it, it? First of all,
2: you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you now. <laughs>
0: no, seriously, how do you say it?
2: Ayur Veda. Ayur Veda.
0: What? I say it again. Sorry.
2: Uh, sir, a- Ayur A. Ayur. Yeah, uh, it's A U. I'm sorry. A Y U R V as in Victor E D A. Have you ever been to a yoga class, sir?
0: No. your Veda. your Veda. I do my own yoga, but. Ayurveda.
2: Okay, so yoga is a branch of Ayurveda. Right. Ayurveda is the ancient, holistic, traditional medical system of India. It's about right. five or 6,000 years old.
0: Why are you an Ayurveda fan as opposed to an Eastern medicine, like an <laughs> Oriental medicine fan?
2: Um, it's not that I, I mean I'm a fan of both of them. I like anything holistic and integrative in addition to conventional medicine because I think mm-hmm. that it's funny that we think we know everything. I find that amusing. Mm-hmm. Like how right. did we, how do, I mean, we know a lot. We definitely yeah. do, but we don't know everything and we definitely don't know a lot about everything. I mean, did you watch game of doing?
0: Thrones? Did you no. read
2: game of Thrones? I mean, fan? no, my no. daughter, I mean, I, I sort of walked by.
0: So game of Thrones hit it, hit it on the, it, it's the one of the characters would, especially in the book. Cause I, did you read the book? Do you read books? Not so in, in the game of Thrones <laughs> book, uh, one of the characters kept saying to one of the lead characters, you know nothing, Jon Snow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Right? Do you remember that, Lauren? hmm It was more pronounced in the books, but I think of that all the time. Like, we know nothing, just like you said. Especially don't like, you
2: think with, the longer with
0: you Corona. Have- like, I keep telling, like, I, I have opinions, and then I realize, and what I think is based on science, and then I'm realizing I know nothing.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, humility is really important. So good for you because, and I think the longer we do this, the more we know what we don't know. I mean, we, so Ayurveda became interesting to me because I just, I started looking at it because I was just, I'm a curious person. And actually, what happened is I had a patient as a resident who had huge fibroids and had tried to do everything holistic to not have surgery and ended up looking like she was, you know, 50 weeks pregnant. Right. So she finally relented. She came to the resident clinic and I was the chief resident at the time. And so I didn't know her. she wasn't my patient, but I met her in pre-op and I said, Hey, you know, I introduced myself. I'm going to be helping out in the operating room, blah, blah, blah. Nice to meet you. Have any questions for me? She's like, well, you know, I have this essential oil, and I would like to put it on you so that you have clarity during the operation. And I was like, okay. I mean, what? this lady doesn't even know me, and she's going to. Well, she wanted me. to put it on you, she not on her. On me. She wanted to put it on me. I was like, all right. I mean, what do I care? <laughs> was it right. was
0: pre-Corona. Had it been it Corona exactly, times, it would never have happened. Exactly. It would have been like, don't touch me.
2: I wouldn't have even talked to her. Probably you know. Right. So so and that was that. And after this, and she had, it was a crazy surgery. I mean, I remember the surgery really well because it was crazy.
0: But let me ask you a question. Did yeah. did you notice you felt any different? I'm being no, serious. I, okay, felt like you nothing. Never know. I felt like
2: I was being nice to her, and which is exactly right. what I was doing.
0: Was it like menthol lip, menthol scented or anything? Like did it, no at least idea. was it like Bengay or something? I nothing. Don't,
2: I honestly, okay. it didn't give me that much clarity. I'll tell you what, okay. it did not improve my memory. Let's put let's okay. it that way. So afterwards, it was such a hard surgery and she had a huge incision and she recovered really, really well. And I remember going to see her in her room post-op and she had like Tibetan prayer flags and the room smelled good and her friends were bringing soup and all this stuff and she had a great recovery and she I saw her later like in a post-op visit and she said look you were so kind to me about the oil and just like went with it and I really appreciate that and you know I'm a meditation instructor and so if anything I can do for you you know let me know and I was like you know boundary violation i'm a resident and i was cleaning my desk out like a year and a half later i had graduated and i found her number and here i am i'm a new attending with two little kids and i'm super duper stressed and i was like i'm gonna call this lady what the hell and she ended up becoming like a mentor of mine and she she introduced me to ayurveda are you still in touch with her yeah yeah yes i just got an email from her the other day she was like a raw vegan i mean i you know she was kind of out there, but like a really kind person yeah, and like very great. knowledgeable introduced me to some really interesting people, taught me how to do meditation, which really changed my life. And I started studying Ayurveda just because it was interesting to me. And you know, what's funny because like the Sanskrit chanting stuff was like being in, in shul. <laughs> yeah. It sounds the same. Right. Right. And it was more like an intellectual curiosity thing. And then I started realizing, Oh, wait a second people have been practicing healing modalities since people were congregating in groups of three and right. or two. And there's a lot to be learned here. And there's a lot that I don't know how to address from the conventional standpoint. Let me just look at this tool bag and see if there's some, you know, tools in that toolkit that I don't know about that might be complimentary. And that's essentially how I've done it. A lot of it was just about being open-minded.
0: So do you actually use some techniques at all in your practice or are you just more open when other people have I think have it's more
2: than I'm open, but I mm-hmm. do have a sort of a perspective that is larger and then I do refer because I'm not practicing, you know, I do use herbs, but I have specific right. herbs that I use for specific problems. And right. then I, you know, I've gone, I tend to favor things that, you know, when you look at evidence with herbal medicine, it's not like what we're used to, you know? Right. If you get like 150 people in the, the sample, you're psyched. But right. um, I try to kind of go with the evidence. And there's definitely some some interesting stuff that for women- Tell me
0: about turmeric t- then, since you're-
2: Well, turmeric is an Indian spice. It's a, and Yeah. Yeah. And there's a ton of research on anti-inflammatory and pain. And
0: So with turmeric, though, my daughter told me that- you know cuz we i cook i like to cook with turmeric my daughter says it only really has is been a, or someone told me that you need pepper with the turmeric is that true otherwise well, the turmeric very, doesn't give you the effect or something
2: that's ayurveda okay that's a very ayurvedic concept so when you put together an herbal i mean ayurveda is so complicated we could have a 15 hour conversation about this but yeah. <laughs> ayurveda is individualized Right. So when you make an herbal prepper, that's the other reason why it's very hard to translate because it's not like, oh, you have this problem, like in Western medicine, oh, you have this problem, here's the medicine, here's the dose. Uh-uh-uh. Not in Ayurveda. However, right. in Ayurveda, one of the concepts is that you need to have um, a carrier molecule that will bring it into the cells, and pepper is one of those things. But the reality is if you look at a lot of the, I mean, actually India has quite a bit of clinical research on this stuff. But it's true there's a synergy between some of these molecules and they do help, for instance, bring it into the cell to do the work that it needs to do. But that's pretty, what's cool to me and kind of is amazing is like, these people figured this out without all the stuff that we, Yeah, do, it's the, kind of wild.
1: Yeah, yeah. All the online tools and everything.
2: Mm-hmm. My, I mean, my. Like fussing it out, you know, five yeah. years ago in the fields or whatever. I mean, that's kind yeah. of wild. It's cool. Yeah.
0: You made me think about my crazy. Um, it was fellowship. I came out here for fellowship in cancer surgery, and I had a woman who I who was such a lovely woman came in with a not an advanced breast cancer, like a routine breast cancer, and then said she wants to go and try some alternative therapies. And she comes back, and, and she she needed a you know a, a fairly simple surgery, but sure it's disfiguring a lumpectomy, you know, just removing the cancer and then radiation and all that. So she went off and tried some ancient Indian remedy or something. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't mean India, I mean, Native American, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. And she came back with some salve, you know, you made me, right. and she was trying some cream or did we discuss it on our gross anatomy, Lauren? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And she, she tried putting this cream or salve on the breast and she months later came in with like crazy burns to her entire breast. And, and it was, now the the tumor was all over the breast and all she had was this burnt breast with advanced tumor. And then obviously she wound up finally, unfortunately she wound up needing, you know, way more treatment than um, how she kind of stuck with our initial recommendation. And it it was just so sad. And we treated her for a long time. I don't, she was such a great woman. I don't know what wound up happening to her, but she Wound up then needing chemo and mastectomy and this impressive burn from this holistic thing.
2: That's the thing, you know. I always tell people, like, it's really a red flag if somebody's like, you have to do it this way. I mean, yeah, you're there. Obviously, there are certain things like if you need to be intubated, you need to be intubated. If we need to stop the bleeding or give you blood, we need to do that. So it's not an argument, it's not a discussion, but you know. And, and I think that a lot of alternative and complementary medicine got painted with that brushstroke because people were like, Western medicine is evil. I mean, that's ridiculous. Right. That didn't make any sense. Yeah. But to throw the baby out with the bathwater and not take advantage of any of it, to me it doesn't make sense. So to me it's the joining and 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 again, like it really just started as a curiosity for me. I was like, this is interesting. Let me check it out.
0: Yeah. No, I I love that stuff actually, but but it, it just breaks my heart when some people, you know, only want one but without the other. people want
2: to believe what they want to believe, you know? Yeah. I
0: mean Have you ever done a water have you ever done water births with no, patients?
2: That's a midwife no. thing. I mean, that's a midwife thing.
0: You have know? you ever had a patient say, I want to do a water birth?
2: Well, they they can do that, but they'll have to do it with a midwife somewhere else. I mean, I'm not trained to do it.
0: Right. And, and you won't be involved either, or you'll be like, Hey, I'll be your backup or something. No, I don't and
2: I'm really, really supportive of people who want to have an, you know, an un- intervention free natural childbirth, if that's appropriate.
1: Right. But
2: I mean, and they can do that actually pretty much. They can do that at the hospital, but if they want to have like a water birth or something, that's like a birth center midwife and they yeah. are going to go and be well and call me if something changes. Yeah. But you know, I'm not getting involved in that.
0: I have two. So, so, when I went to Lamaze with my wife for our second kid, one of my partners said to me, you know, Jason, Lamaze is French for epidural. That was his, <laughs> that was his joke. But um, I, I, back to pop culture, any of you watch Girls? Did you ever watch the two Oh shows yeah, Girls? no, I
2: watched Girls, I loved that, yeah.
0: I loved it too, huh. um, Adam Driver, who yeah. I love. But um, did you see the episode where she's trying to have the water berth in the bathtub and Adam Driver puts his head in, to see what's going on, why she's in so much pain. And it turned out the baby, you know, was, uh, what's the word for it? Breach? Backward. Breach, yeah. And he's like, I think he saw a foot, you know? And they're like, we're going to the hospital, you know? You don't remember that episode? Hey, how
2: did I forget that? I mean, I, yeah. I watched every single season.
0: Yeah, that was if a great have, episode. He puts his head about. into the bath.
1: Right, I don't know. No, like, no. We have like two more minutes. Oh yeah,
2: why God. are you leaving us?
0: Why is it a hard yeah. stop? Where yeah, do you got to go?
2: I got stuff to do, man. We'll have to do a part two. Yeah, we should do a part two,
1: definitely.
2: Okay. <laughs> I just I I'm thinking of all the the show. The one show that I do love is called Better Things, which is totally made for me because it's yeah. like, actually it's a friend of you mine. You remind me
0: of her a little bit.
2: People tell me that. I grew up with her. She's a, She's such a great person and so smart and funny and so What's cool her name? Ablon, Ablon? Yes. Pam Adlon, Pamela Pam. Adlon. And yeah. that is her life. And it's so yeah. awesome to see her portraying like something for real like that. Yeah, she's great. She's yeah. hilarious. It's a
0: fun show. I've watched. I've yeah. watched a bit of it.
2: I think it's a little womany.
0: I'm yeah. a little womany though. <laughs> oh. <okay.
2: laughs>
0: my kids will say that too.
2: Well, you I have three have daughters. It. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and I have two sisters and no brothers, so I'm definitely a little womany. Oh
2: God, you're really good at that. Where, why have you been hiding yourself from me all these years? I mean, we've been best friends. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: Well, thanks for that recommendation. And yeah, we would love to have a part two because I want to hear about your like boot camps. I don't know if those are on. Pop. Oh, yeah.
2: We didn't even talk about menopause and how yeah.
1: awesome it is. I want to get into that.
2: Oh, yeah. we will. Okay.
1: That's, and that's goop.
2: Like, I wanted your feeling on goop. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, that would be good too. Very yeah, good.
2: we could talk about that because you would think that I'd be all up in it. Yeah.
1: I really? I think I can feel
2: you on that. Predatory. I think it's predatory. I can see that. I'm a
0: fan. Because it's entertainment. I think it's just entertainment. From an
2: entertainment standpoint, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm a fan from the pure entertainment thing.
2: Yeah, I should watch it. But it's actually a business, so it's not really... it's totally a business. It's a business masquerading as a...
0: Life is a business, right?
2: Oh, God. (laughs) Is that true? I'm going to go back and tend my garden i know i'm sorry i had to cut it short but i will we'll I will definitely i look forward to seeing you without a mask in the stairwell amen and I, thanks for having me on thanks for fun. being on we loved yeah. it yeah it was great cool
0: bye, bye. bye
1: that's it for this week thanks for listening to gross anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights smells and sounds of medicine gross anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition